Welcome to Propel, a podcast by Fellowship Pacific to propel you and your ministry forward in the mission God has for you. I'm your host, Jessica Powell, and in today's episode, Elizabeth Faulkner from our leadership development team is talking with three of our children's ministry directors here in Fellowship Pacific. Anna Cohen from Ridge Church, Tom Drinkwater from Central Baptist Church in Victoria, and Leora Swatsky from Campbell River Baptist. You'll get to hear them share about the challenges they're facing as they continue to reach children and young families during the COVID-19 pandemic, and the surprising opportunities that have come along with all the change. You'll hear about the different things they have each tried and get some inspiration and resources for your own ministry. So let's get to it. Here is Elizabeth's conversation with Anna Cohen, Tom Drinkwater, and Leora Sawatsky. Welcome to the Propel uh, podcast. I'm Elizabeth Faulkner, and I'm really excited about our conversation today because today we are talking to three awesome children's ministry leaders in our fellowship. And so this is an exciting day. I used to lead a children's ministry and I love uh, chatting and hearing people's vision when it comes to children's ministry. And we're gonna be especially focusing on children and family ministries during COVID uh, because that is what is all on our mind and what we've been struggling through the last five or six months. So we're really excited to hear um, the perspective of some of our children's ministry leaders to hear from them, hear about their struggles, their successes, and get excited about uh, their vision moving forward. Um, we all know that children and families right now are feeling the effects of COVID, so the felt needs, the spiritual needs, uh, there's lots of anxiety and fear for the future when it comes to our children. I, for one, am dealing with that as well, and I know there are many others dealing with that. But also the, come always, the thing that always comes with that is also the opportunity for kingdom impact. And so we want to kind of talk about both those things today, the fears um, that are out there and also the opportunities that are out there because of that. Um, and we also know that how we lead our children and families now impacts the church of the future. It impacts the church of the future. So this is important for all leaders uh, to be thinking about because it matters that kids come to Christ early because then they have Jesus through their whole life. And these are the leaders of our future churches. There are youth leaders, our board members, our pastors and so it's important it's an important thing to talk about so i'm excited today um, to have three people with me i'm going to let them introduce themselves and uh, i'd love for you to share your name what church you're from uh, the, your position and how long you've been doing it and what you love about your job and your church so let's start with anna Sure, yes. Uh, my name is Anna, and I um, am at Ridge Church now. I uh, used to be Maple Ridge Baptist Church. We just uh, launched a new name there. And yeah. um, What's your last name, Anna? We, we, want, we want your last sure. name. Sure, yeah. Anna Cohen. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. And, um, and I've, been in, um, I've been involved in children's ministry uh, for, since I was 18, so almost 20 years. Uh, and... Um, <laughs> And I've got four little ones on my own. So my heart is for kids. I've been doing this on staff here, though, for a year and a half. Okay. So you're, you're sort of new to it, but not really. <laughs> trial, yeah. trial by fire a little bit, yes. Yeah, good. 
And Tom, why don't you go next? Hey, I'm Tom Drinkwater. Uh, I work at Central Baptist Church in Victoria. Uh, this I'm going into my sixth year of full-time ministry, but like Anna, uh, kind of grew up doing it ever since I was, I think, 12 years old. The children's ministry director at Sandwich Baptist, uh, Yvonne Deese, dragged me into it awesome. and uh, kind of got me hooked then. So start them young, right? Get those kids volunteering at 11, 12, because they, they do make an impact. Yeah. Um, and I love Central Baptist Church because it's, it's generally a church full of a lot of gray tops. And I mean that in the most flattering way or, or shiny bald tops. Uh, we have an older church uh, statistically, but the core of our seniors are amazing. They have a great heart and passion for God. Um, they want to see the kingdom of, uh, of Christ grow in Victoria. And they have that youthfulness that only comes with you know, being a follower of Jesus, that joy and that exuberance. And so we have a lot of big kids, a lot of big kids at Central. And that's kind of uh, a perk, I think, of working there. Awesome. Thanks, Tom. And Leora. Yeah, I'm uh, Leora Sawatsky, and I'm at Campbell River Baptist Church. And I've been here on staff uh, since 2012, so almost nine years. But my whole life has been in ministry, but here specifically, I've been here almost nine years. And what I love about this church and where we're at is um, I, my lens, obviously, is children's ministry. And so I love um, just the amount of engagement that we have with young families right now, um, the joy that they have, the interest they have in raising their kids up uh, to know Jesus. And uh, it's just uh, such a lovely environment to be in. Awesome. I love, I love hearing people's perspectives on what's ex um, awesome about their churches. So thank you for sharing that. Glad to have each of you here. Uh, so interesting in children's ministry and with COVID, I think maybe more than any age group, except for maybe seniors in some way, uh, we have, in children's many of you, lost the most um, kind of touch points with children in many ways. But Tell me about where have you seen God still working in children, in your young families during this crisis? Where have you seen him working? Maybe Tom, you want to start us off? Sure. Uh, this was a tough question because, of course, um, we always want to hear those great testimonial stories <laughs> of like, oh, you know, Billy gave his life to Christ or, or I was talking with little Susie and she was sharing about what she got from the Bible story. But as you just said, a lot of those touch points, hearing those stories, it's kind of gone blank and there hasn't been a lot of information. Uh, it's hard to even get information out of people because they're kind of in their bubble and, mm -hmm. and they're tired of emailing and zooming. And, and so there's kind of almost been this silence, but one thing I have seen God doing is I think challenging families with their priorities. Mm -hmm. And so it's not necessarily a positive thing in that it's like all, you know, happy stories and things like that. It's kind of a, the struggling stories of parents saying, I'm really tired of my kids. They're annoying. <laughs> I, I want to like throw them in the dumpster. And, you, and I'm getting a lot of these kind of like read between the line kind of information. Yeah. But within that, I hear God challenging families like you guys got some priorities that are askew and you need to reset the balance and and families have kind of we know this through media have drifted apart in their own homes mm -hmm. like they they just check out and they're on their own youtube channel their own netflix show and they're not really families in the traditional sense anymore mm. and so i see god bringing kind of a refresher to that environment kind of saying like am i a priority 
are your kids are your parents a prayer you know and so i see god working in that way yeah. it's kind of chilling and challenging but that's that's where i see god doing the most work right now so a change in priorities interesting leora what about you what have you seen where have you seen god working I think in a similar way to what Tom said, um, I've just seen God at work in uh, the sense that people are having to be a lot more intentional with their faith and with their kids and um, really seeing people looking for ways to invest in in the lives of their kids and and where like where to prioritize their time, how to prioritize their time. Um, and it's, it's a challenging season for everyone. I think especially for young families, they're trying to navigate so many new things and every program that they, their kids are ever involved in are now online and they're overtaxed in so many different ways and kids are schooling from home. And um, it's, I mean, shifted now a little bit into September, but it's, it's been challenging. So I, I really, I think where I've seen God at work is just seeing families that I wasn't really sure where their priorities were. And now seeing that them uh, have to take that biblical, bring this faith into your home and teach your children. Um, and that is just, I mean, that's something that I've prayed for and desired out of the families, out of every person, but especially in the families. And I'm seeing that more and more. And I just think it's such a beautiful gift that COVID has given us, if we can call it that, is this um, going back to our roots of teaching scriptures at home and not depending so much on on. Uh, the church or a school or programs, um, but then recognizing that they've got to, they've got to do it themselves. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that, you know, I feel like that's been something we've been trying to fight for for a long time in our churches, yeah. right? That families would understand their own responsibility um, in raising their kids to know Christ and not just placing that on the church. So it's interesting to see how God's maybe shifting things there. Yeah. How about you, Anna? Well, very similar experiences to both Tom and, and Leora. Um, yeah. You know, that that on top of that, I've also actually seen a shift in our in our church leadership, if I can say, where um, you know, kids ministry was always kind of attached to the bigger, bigger service. And and because um at least in our case, we were able to so quickly uh, pivot with, you know, getting our worship service online. It kind of left me going, well, what are we going to do for families? Because families now can no longer come into the building um, for those kids to get their teaching. Um, and I just remember, you know, when COVID first started, just a giant meltdown right in the middle of staff meeting going, you guys, like, I don't know what I, you know, because all your resources, all your ways of knowing how to do stuff was taken away. And just the way that, you know, um, yeah, like it was the first, the first time in a staff meeting where it was, okay, Anna, we're going to help you figure this out because uh, mm. the leadership actually come in it, rather than kids ministry being an add on, it is now at the forefront um, in partnership almost, um, with what it is that we're doing on the, on the scale of worship service, uh, only because the resources of the people coming, those relationships are gone. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So I love that you say that, that children's ministry was actually, is actually being brought to the forefront. I'm actually like so excited to hear that. Um, because I was thinking, as I was thinking through this conversation, I actually like Googled COVID resources, like for children's ministry. And you know what? There's actually not a ton out there. It's all about the big church. 
Um, there's not a lot being said about that. So to hear that, that that's how God is working in your church is actually really exciting, Anna. And for all of you to see the shift, you know, the shifting of priorities. I think we've been praying for this shift for a long time. So that's really uh, exciting. Okay, so I think in telling these stories of how God wor is working, I think you've also shared some of those challenges. But if you could focus in on like what has been as you're looking forward, and you know, this is looking back a little bit on the six months too, too, but also looking forward, what do you see as the biggest challenge for you moving forward? Anna, do you want to start us off on that one? Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like I think, um, you know, with it goes without saying, I think uh, now the parents, I think we shared that in the past question there, the, the parents being the gatekeepers um, of their kids' faith um, and, and, you know, almost at pivoting to now train the parents. Uh, for myself, it's been logistics. Like logistics for kids right now are just a nightmare. So it's such a, you know, it's such a simple thing. And and I'm sure Tom and, and Lyra would agree, most times you have no problem wrangling a group of kids, but just COVID, anytime you even think about planning an event where you're now limited in numbers um, and the extra things that like kids events were complicated enough with waivers and forms and this and that and um and now to add COVID on top of everything else it just seems like it takes more energy um not less that's been yeah. for me yeah and and never mind it all being in it's innovative right and innovation always takes a little more energy too right kids are yeah and kids are messy like i mean, like, yeah. kids don't wipe their hands after they blow their nose and you know, <laughs> so yeah. it's it's yeah it's all it's all that on top of everything else yeah leora how about you what do you see as the most, biggest challenge i think like the flip side to um what you know, parents being that gatekeeper and such is, is there's so many also that are overwhelmed with life and rightly so. Um, and it's just the season of life where already, you know, people were coming into this season already feeling like they were up to their eyeballs and couldn't go any further with what they could take or handle um, for whatever reason. And so we have so many families, although we have many connecting in and taking ownership of their own faith, we have a lot that are struggling and, you know, it, it's hard to find, like, find the space or know how to reach out to individual families and how can we help you? How can we support you? What's going on in your life? Or even just what resources do you need? Or how can we help your kids in the, in this faith journey that they're on and you in this faith journey that you're on? Mm -hmm. So like that, that flip side, even though we see a lot of positive with that and we really see a lot of growth in the strength in that there's also, um, similarly on the opposite where we've got enough families that are new believers or or in a different place in their walk with Jesus where they really uh, could use some discipleship and some space to be able to do that and just not being able to offer it the same. I find that really challenging um, to know how to how to support families. Yeah. I think that's a that's a common common thread. You know, I don't even know how to support my friends in some ways through this. So right. thinking of a strategy to support all these different kinds of needs is a is a pretty big challenge i think that we all have moving forward yeah tom mm -hmm. what about you what do you see as the biggest challenge well i kind of second leora on that yeah. it's the discerning where people are at mm -hmm. um we all know about like the mask people can wear when they come to church but body language 
and how they react to questions and then being able to ask the kids and get their perspective. You can learn a lot from a few <laughs> probing questions. But now that uh, we just have the parents kind of replying through an odd email uh, or you try to invite them to like a Zoom thing, but only like 10% of people show up, it's just really hard to find out where people are at spiritually, what they're struggling with. And as Leora was saying, they're so... Uh, so many other things are going on. It's just a, just another thing. Like even trying to say, "Hey, let's meet and gather and talk about this." Is uh, parents go, "Oh no, I don't want to talk about another strategy or another." Like even my, even my own committee wouldn't get back to me on some emails. So yeah. that's that's just goes to show people are burnt out. And I think the challenge for me personally is my heart knowing that some families are struggling, and. You know, and I kind of want to jump in and play the superhero kind of thing. Like, oh, it's okay. This is how you do it all. and everything. But I can't do that. And I shouldn't really do that if God's, you know, challenging them to step it up, right? There's that savior complex. So I go like, nope, nope. You know, I got to trust God on this. He's working in their hearts. He's challenging them. Mm -hmm. uh, we can't just jump in and save the day. Uh, so it's a good teaching moment for us too, I think, as children's ministry directors to kind of remember like, you know, we're not the be and end all of children's ministry, right? We really do need our parents. And if they're struggling, we struggle. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I was thinking about, you know, the challenges that our families are facing with anxiety and uncertainty and that loss of community and just the spiritual impact that that has, but also the, really the hope that, you know, is our job to bring to them. Right, and we know that that Jesus, that a relationship with God is going to be what's going to help them through this. So I just wonder what what do you think this makes possible, right? Because I, it's easy to look at all these mountains, right? Of how do we get in touch? How do we even reach our kids? Nobody wants to talk to me. Um, you know. What does this make possible though? What kind of what kind of opportunities does this bring for you to actually bring hope to families? Oh, I guess Anna, you want to start us off? Oh, I'm, I'm like, I think you started last time, but you're the first person that I saw. So you get to start. <laughs> you know, the opportunities that it brings is um it, it's yeah, it's it's those opportunities for conversations. Uh, you know, usually on on a Sunday morning or whatever, you just kind of in passing see how you're doing. But uh, it forces me to pick up the phone and call them and actually see. You know, how are you doing? Good. No, how are you really doing? How is your family? How are the kids? How are, um, and understanding that yeah, the temperature of you know even um, going into September launch here, knowing how stressful September already was for families with school and everything happening. I'm like, this is the last time that we want to launch anything. We need to give those families. But if we're not talking to them and if those conversations aren't happening on the daily, um, well, you don't get that um, temperature from out there, right? That that's what's going on. Um, so just the, I think for for just those conversations to to not just take okay as an answer, but to really just press in and say, no, no, how are you really doing? How are the kids? Are they, are you watching the content? Are you, do you have any questions? How can we resource you? Um, I think as Tom said, like the opportunities to come alongside families um, and actually seeing volunteers who were on the back burner almost like they weren't, they were kind of the periphery volunteers. Um, they're actually the ones stepping in to, you know, to offer to help with whatever. That's really cool. So like the opportunity for more one-on-one -on -one ministry, which is actually sometimes something we might avoid 
in normal circumstances. It's all about the big group type things. And then you also, oh, you had another good point and it flew out of my mind. Um, <laughs> but oh, leadership development, the opera, like the opportunity to develop new leaders, like, you know, that's not always what we would think about in this, in this kind of climate. So that's exciting. Um, Leora, what, what about you? What kind of opportunities do you see this creating? Well, one of the opportunities that um, has been really exciting to watch is the development of some newer small groups. And so we have a couple of small groups that have started that are young family oriented. So they, you know, groups of young families, because we're not at this point, we're not doing any in-person services or programming right now. Uh, we're hoping to in the future, but we still haven't started anything yet. Um, and so a lot of people are feeling that loss of community and that connection. Um, and so one of the things that we have um, brought in for those connecting points or really encouraged people, and we've seen great benefits from these small groups that have are specific to um, young families where there's you know a group of five families and they meet on a regular basis they're doing their own little using the resources we give um, doing their own little Sunday school with the kids and the adults are watching the service together so it's really neat to see them almost becoming this small church and uh, and just to investing in each other and, and growing together and um, developing relationships that I, I think won't go away right like it's easy on a Sunday morning to just kind of like oh hi I know you from church and but now in these smaller groups they're actually connecting and expressing their needs and all these things and it, it's really neat to see that's great and so that needs-based kind of group forming right and that support yeah. of one another so i love i love that leora because it's it it's kind of not you trying to like tom said be that superstar but connecting others um mm -hmm. to each other that's exciting tom what about mm -hmm. you Oh, when I think of the positives that could come out of COVID, uh, definitely I think of parents, the essentially learning to do children's ministry at home. Um, there's definitely a sense of appreciation. I'm uh, also, you know, uh, as many of us struggle in children's ministry or our volunteers, you know, it's, it takes it takes a lot uh, from them at, at times. And sometimes parents can be not so flattering in their comments. It can be very critical. I think now, I'm definitely not getting that at all. I'm not getting a lot of like, this is wrong. That's wrong. It's a lot of, oh, we really appreciate you. We really appreciate all that you do. There's a lot of encouragement coming from families and parents because now that the children's ministry kind of isn't there for them every Sunday, it's kind of this, oh, this is what all the work that goes into it. Wow. Okay. We definitely appreciate all those parents and leaders and, and staff that pour their hearts into this ministry. And so there's a little bit of the, that kind of positive outcome I'm seeing, but also I think on the note of uh, that Anna mentioned earlier, leadership development. Now that older siblings are kind of being told, hey, can you help your younger brother and sister through the curriculum this morning? Can you watch them and, and use these resources that we're providing? Can you do the leadership? Or maybe mom or dad or grandma and grandpa's, you know, opening the Bible with the kids and reading the week's Bible story. I think the cool thing of that is that just as we've all fallen in love with kids ministry, there's parents and stuff for the first time that are also probably hope, hopefully their hearts are warming up to children's ministry and they're starting to fall in love with it and they go wow this is actually really fun this is great i get to share my heart with my children they can see who i really am inside you know beyond all the filters and all the busyness and everything i can actually share my heart and my mm -hmm. passion for god with my kids and so that i see is an amazing kind of 
hopefully testimony for a lot of parents to come out of this. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I remember that stat. I don't know if you guys have, I forget who it's from now. I think it's from the Barna group about the most, what people say is the most influential um, people in children's faith. And that is always the top one is the, the mom and close behind is the dad. I mean, that's always been true, but don't you think this, this time just elevates their role even more um, and gives them that gives them the opportunity to really shine uh, in that area. So yeah, that is a great point. So it's interesting we talked about, you know, that importance of one-on-one -on -one connection of the smaller groups having the opportunity to meet and encourage each other and this leadership development um, opportunity that we have. So moving forward, as you think about some ideas to move forward, what are some things you're thinking of implementing? So that's one part of the question. And what are you, what, and this is the question I haven't prepped you with, is what are you keeping in the forefront of your mind? What kind of values or um, just main thought are you having as you implement these ideas? Leora, you want to start us off with this? Sure. Um, forward thinking. I think um, as I, I really try to stay uh, focused on what I really believe God has called me to do. And that's really hard sometimes um, when you're not able to do what you normally do. <laughs> and uh, I really feel like God has called me to share his story with these kids and um, over and over again through scriptures. And um, and so I wanna keep that at the forefront. I wanna keep God's word and hiding it in the kid's heart um, as we move forward. And so having to get innovative about how to do that, how to do that well in this season, you know, if they're here in the building with me, well, I can stand up in front of them and use props or stories or whatever and tell a Bible story, but without, um, without them coming into the building or coming to see me, how do I, how do I fulfill that calling? I believe that God has placed on my life to, to, to do this. And so I keep that in mind. I think a lot of the time is just what, what am I called to do? And, um, and then how, how do I bring that forward? How do I make those environments in that space for the kids to uh, experience the word of God and learn from scripture, who he is, what he's like, how much he loves them, all the truths that they need to plant in their hearts as they grow. Yeah. Is there some specific ways that you're trying to do that? Yeah. So I have two ways right now that um, we're developing. Um, one that we started right in the very beginning. Um, I uh, record by me telling Bible stories on video and um, put them online for the families to watch on Sunday morning, kind of like they would in a Sunday curriculum. Um, and uh, But that's always tricky. Um, we've talked about how parents are the gatekeepers. And by the time Sunday rolls around, they are so screened out. They just do not want to turn on another screen and watch another thing. They've been in school on screens. They've been in dance on screens. They've been on gymnastics on screens. And they're just done. And so we, I, I know that the families are engaging with some of the content, but I also know that a lot aren't. Mm. Um, so I tried to get a little bit more creative um, with what, um, 
how do I do a not screen <laughs> uh, activity? So um, I'm developing a, a family devotional kit where they'll get uh, a scripture, a devotional, an activity that they'll do in the week um, as a family devotional time that they can do together as a family that it doesn't involve screens at all. Mm -hmm. It's just they come and they pick up their package once a month at the church or I can drop it off for them. And uh, they take that into their home and they um, use that as a part of um, their learning together as a family, resourcing the family without using a screen. Isn't that interesting that we've gone, I think, from, oh, we got to get everything on screen to, okay, we got to get things, some things off screen. I just, yeah. that's such an interesting switch. Very, yeah, fascinating. Uh, what about you, Anna? So what are you for, keeping for in the front here, of your mind and what are some um, things you're so trying to implement? The challenge of of how do you do community while being apart? And for kids, um, I know that one of the huge things for kids is to have that community within the church. Like even when we we're when we were together here, we would do small groups so that um, they have people, you know, once a week that believe what they believe. Um, you know that that there's that connection. So trying to figure out um, how to build community um, while they're not together has been something that's been at the forefront. Um, and um, we like, uh, from the beginning, we just went again online, same thing like Leora with Sunday uh, morning teaching, um, but uh, not just building community with the kids, uh, with each other, seeing each other on screen at home, uh, maybe through sending in the question video or having their pictures on there just to kind of, so that they're seeing each other's friends. Uh, but also um, one of the ways that, um, that I've partnered actually with our with our lead guy here is that uh, we're rather than um, doing a curriculum right now we're actually following the service so that families are learning um, what the same thing that they're learning the same thing so whatever he's preaching out from the front uh, I then take that and uh, you know put it into context for our preschoolers and grade one to fours because um, when they have lunch after watching both of these things it's just neat for them to have learned the family as a whole to have that community and learning um, the same truth so um, so that's been one thing that I think has been uh, in, at the forefront is just how do we get these kids to be together when they have to be apart interesting that and I like some of your creative ideas of seeing pictures of each other and that kind of thing and uh, yeah, I mean, if COVID spurred on this matching your lesson with the what's being said on Sunday, then that's a pretty exciting uh, thing because that that I've seen that bring really great results in churches and in families um, to have great discussions. So, oh, I'm excited to hear how that goes. It's a great idea, and how awesome to have the support of your uh, lead pastor on that. That's awesome. Um, Tom, what about you? What are you keeping kind of in the forefront of your mind and what are some of your new ideas you're trying moving forward? Uh, well, in the forefront of my mind, um, just as Laura said, we're trying to really drive home a relationship with Jesus and, mm. and hopefully uh, through relationship, uh, show what an authentic life lived for, for Christ looks like and how much joy it brings and, and how important the truth is, um, how special the word of God is. And so knowing that uh, it's been a struggle to replicate that through video 
or other media means because that's kind of something that we all know kind of is something that's special that happens in community where we're with one another mm-hmm. uh, and especially when we're with the kids because uh, they need that tangible I can see a person I can I can see what he's doing and saying and if he's being playful and fun and he's opening the Bible in front of me and showing me where you know the Bible stories uh, and so trying to replicate that digitally is being exhausting and I don't, don't even really know if it's going to work at the end of the day to be honest we've tried two kind of things so far and to me they both kind of struck out in some way or another the first thing we tried doing over the summer when we're just like okay maybe in two weeks COVID will be over that time remember that time when we're like maybe in two weeks it'll be over so let's just keep just like kicking the can down a little bit so the first thing we tried is we had uh, which of course we all always fight for is to have a children's time up front yeah and so we were carved out like six or seven minutes every Sunday morning before the sermon it was a uh, kid's time and so I would go up there in a costume crazy character do something funny introduce the story we'd use our curriculum to show the video and then afterwards I'd recap it and kind of and give the kind of the sermon or the lesson or the Christ connection from it so real quick like kids church in seven minutes boom and, you know, as I went on, it, we knew it was only a temporary thing, but we were also emailing out the curriculum. So the hope was with that, parents were also kind of going deeper. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of found out from some parents are like, yeah, that's all our kids are getting is the five minute thing. And that, that's it. That's good enough. I'm like, Meow. that's like the appetizer. And that's how I was thinking of it. It was just a fun appetizer. Uh, but there was some fruit from that because, of course, the seniors really loved being connected. And this is something I didn't see or couldn't envision is the seniors, even in care homes and stuff, they really valued that because they felt even during COVID that somehow they're connected to the greater family, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Like through seeing the kids' videos and just imagining the kids' voices and play and seeing what they're learning, they felt like they were at church. And so a lot of seniors have been upset with me that we've kind of stopped doing that now. Mm-hmm. They're like, what's going on? Like, we want that back. And so we don't know. <laughs> I'll leave that up to the senior pastors <laughs> to deal with going forward. But that seemed to be a valuable piece for uh, the older kids in our mm-hmm. church. Uh, the second thing we just tried last week, which I'm still actually right now, it's fresh in my mind. I'm trying to dig through it. So this comes at a great time um, is we tried to film kind of like a kid's church, 45 minute thing. Uh, just like Phil Vischer's what's in the Bible. I kind of tried to put on my own 45 minute. Okay. Tom's going to do this intro. Then he's going to intro this game. He's going to put on this costume and say, okay, do this craft. There'd be countdown timers in the video, essentially a 45 minute, just as long as the sermon's going on, the kids could go to a smart device and watch kind of like a a Mr. Dress Up show or a Phil Vischer thing. But at the end of it, I was exhausted. I pooped out our media guys, spent way too much time on it. And like Leora, I'm like, how many parents even cared about it? Like maybe a couple families gave me some good responses, but I think it was for the amount of work, didn't have a really big payoff, Mm -hmm. it sounds like. So I'm like, Oh, so, so totally discouraged at the beginning of this week. In fact, I had like migraines Tuesday and Wednesday because I was just so disheartened that I'm like, Hey, that just didn't fly. Um, and I felt spiritually like convicted, like what's the forefront, the relationship thing. That's kind of giving parents, I hate to say it, but an excuse to just like kick that can down the road. Okay. You go watch Tom and the children's ministry people take care of your spiritual life. So I still don't have to. So I still feel convicted that that's not the solution, Mm. but maybe a hybrid is kind of Anna was kind of touching on. Like maybe there's a hybrid where you drop off curriculum with them, or maybe the no screen time. These kinds of things are kind of getting me more excited because I think maybe the solution is going to be found in that because we know that's where the fruit is. 
and that's maybe how God's using COVID. So instead of going against it and trying to fulfill people's like, okay, I'm done with this. Just tinker my kids any way possible video, whatever. I think we need to really kind of dig our heels in and say, no, this is an opportunity we don't want to miss, but there's going to be some flack. And I already know there's going to be flack because a lot of people like, just make it easy. Just do another video. (laughs) So it's interesting. I like what you said there, Tom, about looking for where God's working, right? Looking, looking around and saying, okay, what is God doing? And let's get on board with that. And so I'm excited to hear how you're trying things and um, you know, like, some things are going to go and some things are not going to fly, right? But um, what I'm hearing from all of you is you're like moving away from that focus on content to that focus on relationships. And that seems to be a key kind of way that you're all winning um, through this COVID. And I think it's the way we're going to win in the end is by focusing on those relationships. Because it's true, we get to know God through many ways and relationships so is a key one. And so just um, this last couple questions here. What have, where have you seen the importance of relationships? And I just, you know, our vision at Fellowship Pacific is to innovatively develop relationships and resources that propel every church towards their God, towards the gospel mandate. And so, you know, those relationships have always been, I know, important to all of our churches and just rising to the surface now. So what, where have you seen this? How do you see this being important, these relationships? Let's just focus in on there just for maybe 30 seconds. Um, Leora. I don't, I don't know if there's a number or quantifiable way of measuring how important relationships are mm-hmm. um, ever. And then especially now, um, I see engagement with the people that I'm engaged with and in relationship with. And it's much harder to see any results or, or resolve for people without the encouragement, without the relationship being there. There's a lot of emphasis on relationship. It, it's just, it's, I think that the online content is worthless in a way without the relationship. Um, I mean, it's it's there, but they could find anything on YouTube. They can find resources that way. Um, yeah. So I, I the relationship. Yeah, is, I think is same, like, uh, same like same like you're right. Uh, Anna, what would what you know? Would you it, say about I guess that? for myself, I'm like I can't expect a parent uh, just to go on, go online and and play the thing if I'm not picking up the phone call and saying, hey, have you looked at this have you and um and just you know um promoting is the wrong word but again maybe reiterating um you know i yeah like you know jesus jesus didn't speak in monologues it's not me talking at them he he did dialogue he talked with people uh face to face shoulder to shoulder and so i can't expect parents just to come online and and turn the stuff on or to be bought in without me actually me or, or volunteers who also have uh, have a heart to see families be reached. Um, actually, yeah, having that relationship, having those investments in there. Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Tom, how about you? Well, I think uh, relationships going to really grow the community and that sense of, of love and fellowship like as we've been talking about through content, or even you can go to church and wear a mask. But uh, now that we've, bec- it has to be more intentional. 
uh, then you kind of get to ask those questions like, no, how are you really feeling as Anna was saying? Mm -hmm. And, and the struggles are a lot more real and sensitive at this point as well. Um, and so as people are facing kind of uh, sins in their life or they're realizing things that are out of whack and in regards to priority, it gives us a chance to really kind of come alongside and empathize to a certain degree, but also encourage. And I think the word is edification, right? It's a little bit of a, like a, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing this. And that's a delicate thing. And it's not a comfortable for any of us to do at times, mm -hmm. but that's kind of our calling as well as to kind of encourage and uplift and say, this is the solution, right? Like, um, uh, being genuine in your faith 24 seven at home is the solution, right? You can't just every Sunday you have your little routine that's gone now. And mm -hmm. now, you know, it's, you're really being challenged. It's like, well, what's the solution? Well, God's the well you need to drink from. Mm -hmm. If you drink from the well, you're not going to get it from me, right? I'm only a small cup and everybody else is only a small cup. We all need to drink from the well together and we can pass that cup around because the well is always filling it up. And so even for us, like when we're getting bogged down, we're also being challenged. Like, are we going to the well or not? Or are you trying to, you know, drink from our own resources or, you know, who is our main resource in this? And so I think it's a great chance to go deeper with our families because that's what keeps people, you know, at churches is relationship. It's very easy in our modern society for people to drift and just, oh, I'm at this church now because they have a better, um, curriculum right at this church now because they don't bug me about my sin or i'm at this church now whereas i think through covid we can really bond so i don't want more than 30 seconds but yeah. <laughs> well i think it's a great challenge to all of us as chil as children's ministry leaders or anywhere and i like what anna said just to pick up that phone right and have those personal connections and that is maybe uh the greatest impact we can have in many ways uh, moving forward. Um, yeah. And I love what you said there, Tom, about that authenticity, living your faith authentically in your family. And if we can, you know, encourage our, our, our parents to be living out their real faith, the struggles and the joys, um, that is going to have lifelong impact on their children. So yeah, great thoughts. Uh, last question, resources, any resources that you could suggest? to our leaders out there that have re really been helpful to you. Tom, anything you would want to suggest? Uh, well, we're currently using the Gospel Project curriculum, and they've been really kind um, with allowing the sharing of most of their content. They're, they're not allowing the music videos. I think that's under different licensing, but I'm allowed to like Google Drive share the videos and some of that content that's created. And so instead of having to create it all, it's already there and I can like piece it with uh, some of our own stuff. Uh, so that's been really helpful because, again, we, we had a committee kind of research a bunch of curriculums and we thought the Gospel Project was pretty solid because it's always pointing to Christ. And a lot of you know, parents that are young in the faith, they're also finding it very helpful because they're seeing the scarlet thread throughout the whole Bible. Yeah. And that kind of linear teaching model works really well with kids and big kids like me and understanding what's in the Bible because it goes through it chronologically. It's like, oh, now I see where all these stories fit together. Yeah. And then the other resource I would plug is as uh, I'm being encouraged to like look to our volunteers because people have different skill sets. Some are really good at text things. And so if I suck at something, there's probably somebody that's sitting at home and they're like, man, that's my passion. I could do that really well. I wish somebody would ask me. And so I'm being challenged to yeah, pick up the phone and say, hey, I can't do this. Can you do this? Cool. And it uh, gives them something to do during COVID too. So I'd say, yeah, volunteers. And I like the gospel project, but there's lots of great curriculums yeah. out there. 
Great, Lior, what kind um, of resources are you That's an interesting question finding? for me. I, uh, we have just signed up for Right Now Media, so um, which is like an online streaming um, content. I think a lot of churches use it. So we're just starting with that. Um, and um, I, I would say like mm -hmm. a good resource for me for connecting with families right now has been actually through social media, Facebook and Instagram, um, using those as tools to connect, show what's going on here, uh, have conversations um, in a way that is just kind of showing different steps kind of behind the scenes. Um, so that's been a really good resource using those. Um, another thing that I really like to do is um, share different on YouTube. There's lots of um, videos of, of songs of, for the kids and stuff that they can do at home with actions. And that's something that I can't really replicate very well myself. And so that's always a great resource. I always get um, videos sent to me of kids um, singing and dancing to them. And it's always such a joy to my heart because that's one of my favorite things to do with them. And uh, so I miss that. So it's nice to see them engaging with that. There's this book that, uh, you know, how to run children's ministry awesome. during That's a pandemic. Great. Thank that you. I Anna, how about you? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just that one. Are you going to ask me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that the one you've been grabbing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we're, we're all going to write it. You got to pass that one around, Anna, or maybe we're you're going to write it. Together. You're going to have to write yeah, it. Yeah. We're all going to get together, write <laughs> it. And then they'll be prepared for it. Really, yeah, it's been rich. other children's <laughs> ministry directors, to be completely honest yeah. with you. So what I've done oh, is I've actually funny. reached out to um, like small church, big church. It doesn't even matter at yeah. this point to just kind of pick up the phone and go, what are you doing? How are you going through this and how? Um, and you know what? Um, because there is no book on COVID, it's leveled everybody. So um, it doesn't even matter what, what you have access to. It doesn't matter what you... It, everyone's in the same boat. So really mm -hmm. it's been for me just locally here in the lower mainland, picking up the phone and seeing what maybe the larger churches than ours are doing, um, seeing, uh, you know, what the smaller churches are doing as well, just in their relationship. And that's, I mean, that's where, you know, you kind of look at everything across the board and, and take from here and then take from there and, and really just spend time with these guys just praying because I think, we're all, um, if you're in a relationship-based ministry, you're, you're, it feels very lonely at times. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I'm so, I'm so excited about this conversation. I just, I just want to focus in again on what you guys, this, this theme of that moving from content, not that, that truth and that is not important to relationship and how, and seeing that kind of shift in children's ministry, but also I know I'm seeing it in youth ministry and all of our ministry is how important those relationships and community, whether you're a leader, Anna, thank you for sharing that idea of reaching out to um, other leaders because I do think we actually really need each other more than we sometimes think we do and then also that that we can still develop leaders during this time and uh, so I just want to encourage all of you and whoever's listening that this isn't the time to stop trying to develop leaders that we need to keep doing that that we need them now more than ever and we will need them as this continues and so just want to say thank you for being here. I just, I know that this has been hard 
and challenging. And thank you for being creative and sharing your love for Christ with your churches and uh, sharing your passion today with us. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you found this conversation inspiring and helpful as you navigate how to lead and minister to the young families in your own communities. And if you're looking for any of the resources mentioned, you can find those in our show notes. As always, our team at the Fellowship Pacific Ministry Center is here to serve you. To find out more about Fellowship Pacific and the resources we have available, visit our website at www.fedpacific.ca.